Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you enjoy these tales of nuclear revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by an anonymous poster, You act better than me and annoy me? I screw your grades. So a bit of background, I'm a college student who builds, fixes, and upgrades computers for extra money from my dorm. So this happened yesterday. Taking some ideas from the comments on my other post, I now have three computers that I'll give to jerks. They're crappy in every way, and I went out of my way to fill them with so many viruses. Now, on one, I put in a kill switch that'll erase the entire computer. I have a coding friend from high school. I contacted him again. He saw my last post and was actually the one to suggest this. So he made me the program for much less than what he would normally charge. He actually offered it for free, but he makes much less than I do, and he's always been a great guy. So, on to the story. ED equals entitled jerkbag. Me is me. DF is dorm friend, who I had known since high school. He's going into sports medicine, and he's pretty fit and a tall and big guy. I'm a skinny, average guy who sits in front of a computer or at a desk all day. So dorm friend needed an upgrade to his computer. His hard drive was bottlenecking his PC, and I was replacing it with a better 1TB solid-state drive. I also did this for free since he pays most, and we haven't reworked how much we each are paying. I was working on it in my room when bang bang bang. It sounds like someone's hitting my door with a hammer. I get up after hiding my valuables and computers, I now do this every time someone comes in, open it, and I immediately recognize him. He lives directly above us and constantly throws loud parties. We've reported him several times, but his brother works in the reporting and security office, so nothing ever happens. It turns out that his computer broke at his last party, which was the day before he came down, and he needs a new one. I bring out some of my slightly below average ones while planning to make him pay full price, and this follows. The entitled jerkbag says, So which one would be best for drawings and art programs, since I'm an art major? I say that one, points to the middle. It'll be $850. Note, I don't know crap about art on computers, so I picked a random one. He says, I don't like the looks of that one. Also, that's way too much. How about $300? I say, heck no, the NVIDIA graphics card alone is worth more than that. They say, well, can you build me a custom one? These all look crappy. I say, look, I don't have the time. I'm working on dorm friend's computer. At this moment, I remembered my computers. He says, I don't give a flying freak about your boyfriend's computer. Make me a computer. I say, first of all, I'm not gay. And how much will you pay me? He says, come on, man. I'll invite you to all my awesome parties. I say, I'm a nerd and I have noise sensitivities, so I rarely go to parties since I don't enjoy them. I subtly hinted at him turning down the volume on his parties. He says, I'll hook you up. I say, I have a girlfriend. Pay with money or no computer. They say, fine. 350 bucks for you to build me a computer. I normally charge about 900 to 2 grand for a good computer build. I say, sure, what case do you want? I go to the closet and get out some of my laptop cases. He picks out a relatively cheap one, roughly 30 to 50 bucks. I say, all right, come by in two days. They say, okay, bye. 
So if you haven't figured out what I'm going to do, then listen here. I'm going to give him the computer that has the kill switch to erase his PC, just in the case he picked. Hard majors have to turn in a profile at the end of the year for finals, worth 35% of the grade. So two days before finals in May, I'm going to erase his computer with the remote kill switch. He's picking the computer up later today, since I finished early and left a note on his door. Do you think totally sabotaging this guy's year at school because they've been a terrible neighbor throwing loud parties, not respecting you or your complaints, is a fair thing for all that they did? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Yep Yep It's Alex. Lie to me about your age, dump me after you get me to sleep with you? Cool, I'll just ruin your life. Okay, this happened when I was 17, I was a senior in high school. When I was in high school, I was kind of an innocent choir girl. I didn't do much, I stuck to myself, I paid attention in class, turned my homework in on time, and I was almost always either reading or drawing. I didn't go out to party or anything, except one time when I was a senior. My best friend was the polar opposite of me. She's still a major party girl. She'd do really good at school too. She had a job. I wasn't allowed to have a job while I was in school because my grandparents didn't think it was appropriate that a high school aged girl have to work and school is your job, which on one hand, I understand them wanting me to prioritize my education, but on the other, I never had any money to do anything fun with the few friends I did have. I didn't get to buy my own things and I never learned valuable life skills like how to budget my money. One day, she invited me to a party and in front of my semi-conservative grandparents said it was a get-together with her family and they said I could come since I was practically part of the family. I was, but there was no family get-together. She did this so my grandparents would agree with my friend that I should go when in reality we were heading to a party. It was then that I met him. We're gonna call him Ben. Now Ben was tall well, taller than me, handsome, brown hair that was not too short and not too long, and he had gorgeous blue eyes that I kind of swooned over, not gonna lie. My friend, we're calling her Jessica, noticed me eyeing him and told him to come and talk to me. We did, and we really hit it off. I didn't have a cell phone at that time, so we added each other on Facebook. I did have regular access to a laptop, however, and stayed in touch after the party. I told Ben I was 17 and I was turning 18 in June. Ben told me he was 19. I told him about my boring life, about how my grandparents took over raising myself and my siblings after my mom and stepdad lost the house, and he told me how his dad left and he was living with his mom because he couldn't afford to live on his own. Housing was getting really expensive in our area. And he did tell me he was on probation, but he said it was because he was busted with weed. While, yes, I was an innocent choir girl living with super strict Glenn Beck listening grandparents, I honestly have never had a problem with the devil's lettuce, so I didn't care about that and thought it was bogus. We kept talking. He and I would go for walks in the evening. It was fairly normal for me to go on walks in the evening, so my grandparents didn't think anything of it, and they trusted me because I'd learned to defend myself pretty well, and we live in a pretty sheltered area. And honestly, it was really nice to have a boy pay attention to me. Of course, like every other goody two-shoes like me, I was really stupid when it came to boys. About two weeks into our thing, not quite a relationship I don't think, while I had butterflies in my stomach for the guy, and he did for me or so he said, we had never talked about our relationship, we just let it happen. We go over to his house when his mom's not home and watch a movie. Needless to say, I lost my v-card to that guy that night. It was a school night so he walked me home. It was weird. I felt weird. 
The next day, I told Jessica all about what had happened, and like the nerd she was, she lost it and demanded details. I did. She was super proud of me. Good, sweet Alex finally got laid and before graduation. She told our mutual friends and they were all so proud of me too. I didn't feel proud. I didn't love the guy and I honestly kind of regretted that night. A few weeks go by and I don't hear from this guy. I'm beginning to think something happened to him or maybe he got busted again? Either way, he finally gets a hold of me and says he wants to meet up again. I think, okay, sure, it's been a while. We met at the park a few blocks away and he tells me that he doesn't have any feelings for me and he doesn't think that we should be seeing each other anymore. While I'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to guys in the moment, it dawned on me what that guy did. He just used me for sex. I was super pissed off. I literally slapped him and walked myself home. I didn't cry until I got into bed. I couldn't stand to let the neighbors see me cry or my grandparents and have them ask me what's wrong, but I did go on Facebook and blocked him and told Jessica what had happened. She was probably at work so she didn't respond, but by the time we met each other at school, she gave me this huge hug and asked me how I was doing. I wasn't crazy in love with this guy or anything, so I wasn't upset. I was just humiliated. Jessica, for clarification, didn't know Ben at all or know anything about him outside of what I told her. Jessica, of course, was pissed. She was thinking of revenge plots. Agus house, slashes tires, things like that. Then one of our mutual friends overhear us and decides to get her tea and ask what the situation was. I told her everything about how I met Ben. She asked me some minor details about Ben, and then she said, You realize he's 26 and he's on probation for soliciting a minor, right? Well, that was new. Jess and I look at each other, thoroughly confused. To make sure we were thinking about the same person, she literally Googles his name and pulls up a thing in the news about how he'd been arrested after he'd been found exchanging inappropriate pics with a 15-year-old girl from a nearby town and only got 90 days and 5 years of probation because the system's janked. There on the page of the news report is his mugshot. I was even more humiliated and just went to class, not paying attention to Jessica or the other girl. That night, after talking to a cousin who was also on probation, I found out that their PO was the same person. They gladly gave me their contact info after I told them the situation, and I took a screenshot of the conversation and called Ben's parole officer using Jessica's phone, who had come over after school to hang out. I left a voicemail and gave her Jessica's number to reach me back at when she called me back. Jessica went home, and early the next morning, the parole officer called Jessica's phone back. And since I wasn't there, Jessica explained to her everything. The parole officer gave Jessica her email address and told her that I needed to send her the screenshots of those messages on Facebook. Since I had blocked him, I had to unblock him and then pull up those messages. I took screenshots and sent it to the parole officer. Later in the week, Jessica pulled up another article that had popped up in the news saying that Ben had been thrown in prison for probation violation for the rest of the five years. Not just for sleeping with a minor, but also solicitation, and he wasn't allowed to even be on Facebook during the terms of his probation and was denied bail. I still feel like a complete idiot for not looking into it and allowing that guy to be my first like that. But on the bright side, at least I'm not that idiot who now has to sit in a prison cell for the next five years. 
Yeah, I think pretty much anybody can agree that that guy deserved it, that guy is scum, and frankly, considering how many times people feel scared or embarrassed or anxious about reporting somebody like that, I'm glad OP bit the bullet and did so and got this guy locked up so they can't hurt anybody else. And our final story of the day is by Chiefsnake117, talk trash about my sisters, and no one will hear from you again. This is a story that happened my junior year of high school. My sisters and I are all pretty close in age. So when I was 17, my junior year, my sisters were in 10th and 9th grade. The sophomore who we'll call K started dating an absolute jerk. We'll call him AB for jerk boyfriend. Needless to say, I thought he was a jerk from the first moment I met him, but hey, I wasn't dating him. So they date for a few months and he breaks up with her because she won't put out as he told her. Now let me explain something that he would have benefited from knowing. My sisters didn't associate with me at school because I was the crazy kid no one messed with. We're talking battle dress uniform pants, combat boots with a knife tucked into them, brought a gas mask everywhere in my bag kind of crazy. So I'd met jerk boyfriend through a mutual acquaintance, not as Kay's big brother. Cue breakup? I'm giving Kay a ride home after school while my youngest sister's at swim. I notice she's been crying, ask her what's wrong, and she tells me about the breakup, and that now jerk boyfriend's been telling people she's promiscuous and lots of other bad things. Okay, well, I'll talk to him. Just as I drop her off, youngest sister, from now on she'll be called E, calls me crying begging for a ride home. So I flip around and set a new personal best time getting there. She's outside bawling on the curb. I pull up looking around for all her swim friends, don't see a single one. So I get her in my POS pickup and start heading home. Ask her, what happened? Are you hurt? She tells me that all of the girls in her swim team had been making fun of her and calling her and Kay promiscuous. I'm pissed. Look, you can trash talk me and my look and my behavior, but you pick up my little sisters and I go nuts. So the next day, the girls don't come to school and I followed them home, take the weekend off from my crappy part-time job so I can find the right moments to pick him apart. I followed him around for the week, figuring out his whole schedule full-on stalker mode. Monday rolls around, time to enact my wily Coyote scheme. I took a bathroom break and run out to the parking lot, swing by my truck, grabbed a pair of wire cutters, rolled underneath his car, and went to town on every wire I can find in reach. Step 1 complete. Third period rolls around, and I have one of my friends drop a couple joints in an unsealed Ziploc baggie in his backpack. Jerk boyfriend gets searched during lunch for reeking of weed. Now, our school was pretty lax in this area, so they sent him home and called his parents. Only, he couldn't go home because his wiring harness was in pieces, so he has to waste two hours waiting for a tow truck. It's Monday night and I have a shift that goes until midnight, so I dip out around 10.30 and ask a buddy to cover for me. I run over to his house, don my head wrap and gas mask, and take the screen off his window and open it a crack. I peek inside, he's out like a light. I creep inside and stand over him for a minute. Reaching down, I clamp my hand over his mouth. His eyes snapped open staring at me with a primal fear. I leaned down close to his face and whispered, If I ever hear you or hear of you speaking K or E's names again, I'm going to come back here and no one will ever hear from you again. Do you understand? He nods. Good. Now we can do this the easy way or the hard way. You can either get in your closet and lie down, or I can see how many times I have to hit you to knock you out. Needless to say, he got in his closet. I went back to work and acted like the whole thing never happened. 
He didn't come to school for that whole week, and all that bullying going on with my sisters slowly died off with jerk boyfriend no longer constantly instigating. I wouldn't say that they necessarily deserve what happened to them, but I think anybody in that situation deserves to have somebody that would look out for them like OP did, just maybe not going as far as OP did. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all three of these stories that I've read for you today, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.